You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. They have to come get Locke and Varart here at the MGM Borgata Pace. Leg one into the stretch and leading it by two. Lock and Varart, Lauren Trent maintaining a handy lead, then soaring now. Tight there was bad to the bone, but in a deep stretch, Lock and Varart, too good. Very close for seven. At 8 o'clock this morning, I was looking at Lock and Varart's price with tab fixed about $2.40, $2.50. Started about $1.28 and bolted in. Chris Barsby, good morning. How much did you put on, Steve, if you've trimmed it up that much? <laughs> Kevin Gordon, I sent him a message just before. It's like, congratulations. I, I missed the two forty. He said, I didn't. Um, but that was a painless watch, Chris, wasn't it, this morning? Yeah, well, he, he's now four for four over there, so things are looking good. Obviously, he'll go around again next week with that series over the next six weeks. So it's going to be a, a tough series, a tough period for him, but we all know his class, and uh, so far, so good. So pleasing signs there. Chris, before you speak to Chloe Butler, our first guest, can you just bring me the latest with Leap to Fame? Was he due to trial last week? Yeah, he was due to trial last Tuesday, uh, but unfortunately, the reason why he didn't trial, we had 10 races and preference was given to two-year-olds. We've got an APG series coming up. So those that trialed were given preference for the two-year-olds uh, that were trialling, and then he was set to trial again on Friday. But due to the extreme weather conditions, they thought, no, nah, it's not worth it. So he will trial today between races, leap to fame. So he will stretch his legs today. Be nice to show some of that footage uh, on Sky this afternoon. We'll ask uh, obviously a lot of questions tomorrow following the trial. But Chloe Butler's with us now, Chris. Chloe, good morning. Morning, Chris. Uh, congratulations. First up, Team Teal Cup on Saturday night, honouring the late Jenny Stone. You were able to walk away with that trophy. Red Tricks overcoming the outside of the second row, scoring in good fashion. Why do you love this Team Teal campaign so much? Oh, it's just very good to go out there and win due to Team Teal campaign. Um, just for all those that suffer from ovarian cancer, it's very good to raise money for them all. Yeah, and it, this campaign, uh, raising vital funds and awareness against ovarian cancer, it's getting bigger and bigger each year. You've been one of the Team Teal ambassadors here in Queensland previously, but each and every year there's just heightened excitement about this period. Uh, it goes for six weeks, but it just... It seems to be getting better every year. Yeah, definitely. We raise more and more money every year, which is really good to see. And more and more girls are getting in and supporting it, so it's really good. Well, just on the money fact, uh, so during that uh, six-week period, uh, over $15,000 was raised, uh, uh, raised going to Women Can, and that eclipses the previous mark that you set the year before. So that probably backs up what I was saying. It is getting bigger and bigger year by year. Yeah, definitely, and hopefully every year it can keep getting bigger. And you were one of the leading drivers during that period. You ended up with 16 wins, am I right in saying that? Yeah, I think that's what I ended up with. I was pretty happy with that. It's probably the best team till campaign I've had. Okay, so you had 16 wins. I think Narissa McMullen ended up with 16 wins. Talia had about 12, but overall there was a number of female drivers that contributed to this, uh, this great cause. Yeah, definitely. There was a few girls that only got one, but that all included, and that's amazing. So just looking back, just in the last, say, six months for you, and probably not even that, it's been a big time for you. 
You, you brought up yeah. your maiden century at the end of the year. Now you've won the Team Teal Cup and we've got the Constellations just around the corner. You're driving as much as anyone at the moment. So it's been a good period for you. Yeah, definitely. Dad's been a big help. He's um, yeah, giving me a lot of opportunities at the moment and I can't thank him enough for them. Okay. Well, you've got, am I right in saying just the one drive today? Yeah, I've only got the one in race one, but we've got a few new ones trialling throughout the day, so it's pretty exciting. Okay, well, let's just talk about this one in the first then. Valerie Verde, former Kiwi mayor. She's a half-sister to Oaxacan Dream, a mayor that's done a neat job here in Brisbane. She had her first start last week, but she failed to finish. Was it a flat tyre that pulled you out of that race last week? Yeah, we got a flat tyre just as the gate left, and I decided to pull her up out of the race. Didn't need to push her around with a flat tyre. Um, yeah, so we're lining up here this week. She's still a bit green, but she'll only get better. Okay, it's a small field, but is it a winnable race? It looks like she's going to start the favourite here. Yeah, I think she can definitely win it. Um, we just got to, yeah, just hopefully she can get around a bit safer today. Okay, well, fingers crossed that you're in the winner's circle there with Valerie Verde. Speaking of the trialers, uh, Steve just asked me about Leap to Fame. He goes around, but the horse that you're down to drive in that trial is Big Deus X. So this is going to be a, yeah, a pretty solid trial by the look of it. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully we got him back this time. It's just been hard to get fit. He's a little fatty, but hopefully he should be right this time. Okay. Uh, expectations this campaign, are you sort of building towards the carnival or just a rung below? Uh, I'm sure that's what the owners and dad would like to do, but we'll just have to see where he's at. He'll tell us what he wants to do. Okay. We're seeing some really fast times here at Albion Park. Uh, warm weather, tracks in great shape. At his best, and you know this horse better than anyone, what's he capable of, Deus Ex? If he was able to lead up in a race, what, what sort of time could he run here at Albion Park? Yeah, I think he'd go pretty close to the track record. I don't know if he'd break it, but he'd definitely be up there with going really close to it. Yeah. So you de definitely think he's got a sub-50 mile in him? Yeah, definitely. I can't see why not. He um, loves running over the mile, and, yeah, I couldn't see why he wouldn't be able to. All right. Well, we'll see you in action. So nice and early for you today. Race one, number two, Valerie Verde. But again, uh, well done with the uh, the efforts during the Team Teal campaign, not only to yourself, but to all the female drivers. It's something that all of the girls embrace. And uh, like I said, just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So job well done. Thank you. There's Chloe Butler joining us. So in action today, just the one drive, Steve, but it's mm. going to be the favourite. Race one, number two, Valerie Verde. Chris, I know our next guest is waiting, but I just want to touch on Tasmania. The Emma Stewart, Clayton Tonkin team just keep rolling out and they won the feature there. Did they on the weekend? $150,000 race. Where's the gold winning on Saturday night? Yeah, he's been a ripper so far since coming over from New Zealand. He was picked up off the Stonewall stud team there. And uh, as we know, they're the leading trainers currently or the reigning uh, premiers as far as the, the training ranks are concerned in New Zealand. They were able to knock off the All-Stars operation last year. But this guy's been super. He's been very well managed. Uh, Summit Bloodstock involved. Jamie Dernberger-Smith with Where's the Gold? And uh, that was a good one to get. A Group 1 race worth a lot of money. Jason Carkeets with us now. Chris, thanks to Garrards. Well, Jason follows North American racing as close as anyone, Steve. So he would have been tuned in this morning. Lock and Varart taking out that heat of the Borgata series. Jace, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Good. Did you get the 240, mate? Oh, I wish I did. I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good series, that, isn't it? Oh, it's a super series. It's, um, and and it really shows off the Australian uh, 
talent that we can export to there. Um, you know, our horses are eligible for it. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a super series for the Australian exports. Mm. So he's four for four. He's got this series over the next, what, five weeks or so. It's obviously going to get harder, but uh, is he capable of taking it? Oh, you'd have to think absolutely. You know, um, uh, Pete, Pete, I think, did the same series with, um, was it London Legend? Was it? Oh, um, bit of a legend. Bit of a legend, yeah. yeah. So um, I think, yeah, I think they know what sort of horse they need to do it with. Um, and they'd be chasing it for sure. Okay, well, we'll keep watching with interest over the next couple of weeks there with Lock and Navarra. I wanted to talk to you this morning because the two-year-old race today, looks like it's a good quality two-year-old race, and you've got one of the key runners here, Digby Demon, first start. He's a gelded son of down by the seaside, a side that's certainly in demand. What are the expectations with this guy today, Jace? Um, well, it's we're, we've got Adam driving it today. Um, Nathan's been driving him in the um, trials and stuff. So it's um, we're just putting Adam on a bit flying. Um, so he's not not the easiest horse to 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 get on with. So, um, but Adam's certainly a a baby driver. You know, he really handles the young. He works with the young horse as well. Um, so yeah. If he gets around good, we'll obviously look at the APG series in three weeks' time. Okay. What about the second row draw? Is that a, a good thing or is that a, uh, a potential I, problem? I, no, I think it's a good thing. But for him at this stage, I'm not I'm not worried. We're following a good beginner in um, Daryl's horse and, um, and all the speeds in the first three horses, I think. Um, okay. Obviously, we've got to respect Ellis Street. Um, but, yeah, I think I think the the winner will come from the front line, obviously, one of those two. All right. The trial last week, did he do everything that you expected in the trial? Um, yeah, yeah, he did do everything I expected to. Um, uh, he, he showed us a few more tricks he has, um, and that probably come down to the key when Nathan picked off him to drive the other horse. Um, you know, he sees him. He's Nathan sees him growing later in the year, and you know Nathan's you know got expectations of what he wants to do this year. And at the moment, driving winners, I think he, he um, really thinks the other horse maybe just might have the wood on him at the moment. Okay, so there's a lead there for Dragon, but just with your guy, you mentioned the APG, so all going to plan. The APG series is an early target, and then you've got all the Q-bred yeah. features later in the season. Yeah, for sure. We got the, um, you know, obviously the breeders and sires, and then the sales series at the end. Um, hopefully, we can um, pick up a bit of loose change in between all this. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's the sort of horse. He's precocious enough to to deal with a two-year-old campaign. Okay. Now, he's a half-brother to Lady Digby. She was a good quality filly last season, did a really good job. You brought her back, you gave her a start at the middle distance trip, mind you, 2,138 metres. She was able to win. So, a big tick there. We haven't seen her since. What's the update with Lady Digby? Um, no, nothing major. Just had a little setback with her after that run. Um, the plan was, obviously, to go to New South Wales or plan was to send it to New South Wales and um, compete in the Oaks. Um, it, yeah, she just didn't get through the run like we really hoped she would. 
so, yeah, she's just in the paddock now. Unfortunately, probably going to miss the little size, um, but maybe maybe get back for it later in the year. Okay, well, that's, uh, that's a bit of disappointment there because uh, she's a good quality filly and she's up with the best of them up here. Oh, absolutely, yeah. She, she was, yeah, she is certainly a nice... She's had this little problem all her life and um, we've sort of managed it up to now and it just showed its head a bit too much. So it was either we just had to make a decision where to go. Okay, fair enough. So that's one three-year-old filly that you've got. The other one that you share in the ownership of is Sky Blue. Now, she's a good quality filly, uh, group yep. one placed. She went through the recent New South Wales Oaks. Is she likely to return for our Constellations Carnival later this year? Absolutely, yeah. So so the plan is she's in today. Um, I think she's a dollar sixty favourite or something. Um, so um, David's really upbeat with her. We scratched her out of the last start. He, he just thought she might have pulled up a bit flat out of the um, out of the Oaks Heat series type thing. Uh, but she, he said she's bouncing out of her skin you know, this week. He's expecting a big race out of her today. Okay, so the Queensland Oaks is a definite target. Absolutely, yeah. Um, maybe we'll, we'll probably take it. Um, we'll probably take her up and have a look at Redcliffe before the Oaks up there. Um, you know, it's fifty thousand dollars. It's it's one you don't really want to miss, but it mightn't be quite the track for her. Um, and uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll just see how she goes when we do take her up there before. Okay, I'm going to give you a, a, a difficult one here. Do you sort of preference or have a preference one over the other, Lady Digby and uh, Sky Blue? Oh, um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I've always probably... I've always liked Lady Digby. She's, she's, some, she's always shown me something that... Uh, Sky, Blue, Sky Blue was probably more... Yeah, they're both very different horses, but I always, I just like the the tenacity of of Lady Digby. Um, like she can really, really attack the line, whether it was in track work or 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 a race. She just needed the right trip, and uh, yeah, yeah, she she really, yeah, probably a little bit to Lady Lady Digby. Okay. Yearling sales, we've only got one to go, Reckliff. So I'm tipping this is going to be a really hectic time for you over the next couple of months because yeah. I'm sure you would have picked up a few to break in from the sales in recent times. Yeah, we have. Um, just, um, yeah, just trying to finalise numbers now. Um, actually staffing, getting an extra worker just is proving a little difficult. Um, so hopefully we can find someone in the next week or so. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, we do aim to get through them all. Um, but yeah, probably probably won't look to get too many out of the Redcliffe sale. But certainly, you know, Greg was a, a big um, player in the Nutrient series. Um, so yeah, we got a few of his to break in. John Mamino, yeah, he had his team there. Um, so yeah, you know, we we did all right out of it. All right, busy times ahead. Hopefully, some uh, good times ahead as well. Digby Demon starts today. Sky Blues in today down in Sydney. We'll be watching uh, both horses very closely. Uh, really appreciate the time. Good luck today. Thanks again, Chris. There's Jason Carkey joining us, Steve. So uh, hopefully Digby Demon goes well. Sky Blue, she's an exciting filly. So looking forward to seeing her back during the carnival later this year.
Absolutely. Who we got next, Chris, on Mobile Roll? Matty Wright's about to join us. So, Matty's in good form. He went to Rickliffe last night, took two runners, almost pulled off a double. He ended up with one winner, Kiang SpongeBob, and then Chang was a runner-up in his race. He's got three runners engaged in the same race today, but they were able to trifecta a race recently at Rickliffe. So, he can do it again today. There's no reason why he can't. He's online with us now. Matty, good morning. Morning, Chris. How are you? I'm really well. You've got the team firing. Yeah, no, they're going good at the moment. So, yeah, it's sort of, yeah, good to be going to the races and earning some checks. So what do we put it down to, Matty? Uh, the, the team's in form. What, what have you done differently? Uh, probably just sort of freed up more time and, yeah, being able to focus more on the horses. Okay. Yeah. How many are you working? Uh, there's eight in work at the moment. And, yeah, most mm -hmm. of them are all sort of almost back at the track and everything. So... Yeah, it, it makes it a bit easier just sort of having a, a small, well, small number and the three of us there to do it. Okay, excellent. Were you surprised last night? Did, did you expect SpongeBob to do what he did? Uh, I thought he'd go close. I wasn't sort of too sure if he might have needed to run or not because it, it had been a couple of weeks between starts. But I think he does sort of go good on the fresh side. And, yeah, Brendan was able to sort of steal it when he got the 65 first pass and once he got that I thought he'd go real close Right, and Chang so you, you're proving that he's got another win in him because he went really well last night yeah he did um he actually hasn't sort of been going too bad just he's he's just been getting sort of shuffled back on the fence and yeah tonight oh, well last night Leonard was able to just sort of whip round to the desk and yeah, I think he's sort of knocking on the door, just needs a little bit of luck go his way, and I think he'll be bobbing up for another win soon. Okay. Now, let's focus on today, race five. Now, incidentally, the race that you trifected with the three runners today was race five at Rickliffe. Here you are in race five again. So let's hope that uh, history repeats. Today's hero man of action, Artie Francis. They're all going well. Is there one that you prefer over the other? Uh Probably Arnie Francis. I think if she gets no bad luck, I think she can go really close today. Just the drawer will probably be the thing and just sort of if she ends up shuffled out of it, yeah, it, it might be a little bit too hard. But I think if she can sort of posse up nice and close, she could go close again. Yeah, She's been a good addition to your stable. Yeah, she has. She's been really consistent since we got her and... Yeah, she's just sort of, the last probably two months, she's just really developing into a nice little mare. Okay. What about the other pair? Today's Hero Man of Action. Both are well drawn, gates two and three respectively. What are the expectations here with these pair? Uh, I think they both should go good. So, um, yeah, probably sort of have to send them both out early and sort of, yeah, probably, oh, hopefully today's Hero can find the top and, Hopefully the other horse can sort of land up nice and handy too. And I think Hero could sort of run a race out in front. He does like the lead. Okay. You've got the heavy hitters on as far as the drivers. Nathan Dawson today is Hero. Shane Gray, man of action. And Brendan Barnes driving Artie Francis. So you've put the best on. Yeah. 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 Sort of. Well, they were all available. And I thought, oh, why not chuck them all on? And, uh, yeah, Clint normally drives sort of them but uh he had a little um yeah a little uh, skin thing cut out of the other day so 
yeah, don't want to risk getting it infected. So, yeah, we thought we'd put the big guns on and see what they can do. Mm. Just on Auntie Francis, the price, uh, race five we're talking about today, uh, number 10, is $8 and $2.10. How will you feel if you get nabbed by Lancelot Bromack at 13 years of age, lining up for start 498? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's well paced in it, old Lance. <laughs> a $300,000 no earner in it. Yeah. But, yeah, I do think she's a bit overs at those odds. I know the draw sort of goes against her a little bit, especially over the mile, but if she can get a bit of luck, I sort of don't see any reason why she couldn't sort of finish it off really good. Right. Now, Matty, you're a very good farrier. Are you still doing a lot of work with the Ipswich Turf Club on race day? Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm still okay. out there doing the, yeah, the Ipswich races and, yeah, it's all, always a good day out there and, yeah, Ipswich Cup. I'd like to be on the, the other side of the fence, but, yeah, it, it's yeah, a really yeah. good day. Yeah, It's such a unique occupation. I only spoke when I went down to Victoria and visited a couple of stables, Henry Dwyer and Matty Williams, to name two, that there, there doesn't seem to be a lot of younger people coming through, taking up that occupation in the future. A bit of a shortage in, in parts of Victoria. Oh, it's the same up here, too. There's It's really a dying sort of trade and like I know I sort of can't take on like any more work and all the farriers that I know we're all just full up and yeah there just doesn't seem to be any younger people coming to well yeah to take a bit of the load off of us. Obviously there's a good earn why do you think that's the case? I don't really know to be honest I yeah it's it is hard work and I don't know if sort of yeah, if that's a bit of the deterrent or what it is, but it is good money that you can make out of it. Do you have a big clientele, Matt? Uh, sort of fairly big now. So there's, yeah. uh, I think there's about a... Uh, with sort of all the horses I do, probably about 160 to 180 a month that I do. Okay. It's a solid month then. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're sort of, yeah, you're looking at, uh, yeah, around the 35 to 40 horses a week that you do. And just with your own team, uh, they're going really well. Are you constantly tinkering with their feet or is it pretty pretty basic now with those guys? Uh, no, pretty, yeah, I've sort of got them sort of pretty sorted out. Like, uh, trial, trial and error, a few different things sort of on them when I first got them. But, yeah, now I'm sort of there. They're all shod pretty basic, to be honest. <laughs> and, okay. Yeah. And, and just with your clientele, so you're doing both standard breads and thoroughbreds? Uh, yeah, standard breads, thoroughbreds, and I do a fair few hacks as well. Okay. okay. Yeah. You're so a busy man. Bit of, bit of a mixture of everything. Yeah, well, you've got the team going well, and hopefully there's another winner today with those three runners in race number five. Matty, keep up the good work. We'll see you trackside today. Yep, I'll see you down there, Chris.